We're live now. We are live now. We are live now. Let me, uh, you know what? Let me try one more thing. What's going on, good people? Does it does it show when uh when when uh, how many people are watching? Yeah, I'll um, it'll it'll let me know on both channels. Yep. Okay. 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 So what I'll do is throughout the stream, I'll post a link to your channel as well. Okay. Okay. Oh, let me get that pulled up. All right. All right. We good. We good. We good. All right. Cool. Um. So I got twenty. So yeah, I got you on both channels. So. All right. All right, my brother. I got the poor black man. <laughs> um, like I told you before that yesterday, um, your insight um, not only is it a refreshing, uh, a fresh breath air, but it it reminds me that there's an actual life outside of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, um, how did we get here? How what? How did you get on YouTube? Um, what? Um, Things in life shaped your um, mindset, belief systems, things. How, you know, how do you come to think the way you, you do? Okay. So um, how we got here, YouTube, you know, I, I, uh, I'm i a big DIYer. Okay. And I'm 37. So uh, I was the cat in high school who was burning CDs and selling them and, and selling candy and, you know, always trying to make money and always trying to fix stuff on my own. So, uh, when I went to college 2001, um, I was, you know, always, uh, tapped in with, with, um, online communities, uh, boxed in, you know, things like that. So with YouTube, um, I think I had, posted a video years and years ago, uh, a video of Nate Robinson Duncan years ago. That was like the first video I posted on YouTube when he was in a, when he was in college and then I never, never went back to it. And then my son was born. So I said, you know, I want to post, you know, uh, videos of me and my son kicking it. And, um, and I studied the YouTube game and I'm like, you know what? Um, this ain't working. This ain't gaining no traction. I wasn't really trying to make any money or build a following. It was just something for him to look back on. And then um, Jay Morrison was the uh, the motivation for me to to speak on, you know, something. And uh, I was listening to Gary V. Gary V. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I haven't heard. I've heard uh, him, yeah. And yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, big social media dude. He, his thing is, you know. Be who you are. You know, social media, we are, we don't need another Michael Jordan. We don't need another, you know, uh, uh, we don't need another, what any, any influencer you can think of. You know, we don't, we don't want people to emulate those folks. Just be who you are and you'll find your community. So um, that's what led me to just press and record and, 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 and speaking my truth. Um, the mindset, um, I'm, you know, I was raised by a single mom. I got a sister, East Oakland, 
typical hood story. You know, I, I, I never went to jail or anything like that. I got into some fights and got into a little trouble in school. But um, I uh, was able to, you know, graduate barely and go to college. And, you know, I just always was trying to make money. And um, I mean, uh, growing up in the hood, you know, we we went to house parties and we with a pocket full of condoms trying to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. I don't know if I can curse on your channel. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. You can I want to be respectful. So, yeah, um, you know, um, and when I went to college, it was a seven to three ratio, like seven women to three men. And it was it was it wasn't too many brothers. So it was on. And um, and, um, you know, following college, uh, I uh, worked at a couple group homes, worked at Juvenile Hall and, uh, you know, stayed in the, in the government sector. And um, and then I, you know, tried my hand and in, in I, I started a limousine company, failed miserably. Um, I don't know why I did that. I know why I did it. But, you know, that was I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And uh, I was reading books on finance. One of my favorite books is uh, The Millionaire Next Door. Okay. And that really, that you know, a lot of people talk about uh, rich dad, poor dad. For mm-hmm. me, it was The Millionaire Next Door. It really okay. talked about, you know, um, what, what a millionaire really looks like, what a millionaire really looks like in the United States, which is uh, a married couple in their 60s with the house paid off and, and, and a pension. Nothing extravagant, just regular working class folks who are, mm-hmm you know, in their sixties. And I was like, damn, I thought everybody was Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, so with that, I continued reading books. This is after college. I didn't really read shit in college. I just, you know, wiggled my way through and, um, um, continue to, you know, just consume content, uh, bigger pockets. You know, I studied real estate. Um, after I graduated from college, I studied real estate to get my license. I never got it, but I finished all the classes. And then you, and then you have, you know, I stumbled upon Jay Morris and I was like, this ain't it. This is not it. Somebody got to say something. So, um, in addition to that, I was, you know, also paying attention to the rappers I grew up listening to and, there was all these articles about niggas, um, you know, being going to jail for tax, tax, um, past due taxes. Hmm. And I'm like, I thought you niggas was rich. And, um, and it became, um, sort of, a a hobby for me to look further into these influencers who were, you know, portraying a lifestyle that, um, that looked good on Instagram but but when you peel back the layers, uh, it was all uh, for show, you know, uh, image. Mm-hmm. You got to sell that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, you know, kind of, you know, I would say it was that. It was my upbringing um, that got me, you know, on social media and uh, or on YouTube, excuse me, that got me on YouTube, you know, just talking about, you know, what, what happens in the real world and and I don't know I don't know um, where these cats uh, these menosphere you know hardcore anti women cats 
come from. I just I've never encountered anybody like that in in real life. I just I, I never have. Um, po- I, possibly, I mean, I I might be sitting next to somebody at work who 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 you know who is into that. But but uh, me and you know the people that I that I grew up with that I you know interact with you know what I'm saying most of, most of my partners are married. The, uh, average looking women who, who who can clean up nicely and um and they're happy and they have children mm-hmm. and you know they go to disneyland and you know they just do regular and we and we talk about nigga shit at the barbershop uh and just you know regular everyday shit so that's that's uh a little i, I hope i answered the question yeah so and getting back to your college years is it hard is it hard for you to empathize with guys that complain about they weren't able to get women during those those years, uh, the years between like eighteen and twenty four, eighteen and twenty five. Do you find um, yourself under, be like, you know, I think y'all it was you guys, not the women, because a lot of their stories from eighteen to twenty five was like th- th- those years where they just couldn't get it together for whatever reason. I, I, I it's not hard for me to uh, to uh, emphasize with to empathize with them because. Uh, some people are uh, socially awkward. I don't, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody. Um, I just think that uh, I mean, even when I was in school, um, there were cats that were like shy, and um, I, I mean, um, I I didn't have no money. I was on the bus, you know, and um, and I was. St- <laughs> I, I hate to sound like this, but I was still knocking them you down. Still you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want you. I don't want anybody to think. You know what I'm saying? That I'm I'm promoting. You know, just I mean, I, at at eighteen, nineteen, I was just a young guy. You know, going to school, uh, having hella sex. You know, mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, looking back for for anybody that was having difficulties with women. There's a lot of reasons why, um, but I, I can't, I can't knock anybody if they were having difficulties. There were there. I, I don't know if I, I just, I don't know what they were going through, but there was more than enough. And um, if you, if you're just not a social person and you're shy, you don't like talking. Um, perhaps, perhaps you need it. Maybe, maybe that's where the life coaches come in, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, Maybe, um, you know, you just got to hang out with the fellow. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I but I, I never want to um, shade anybody for um, their, you know, inability to, to conversate with a woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or to pick up on the signs that maybe there was a woman that was interested and they just couldn't pick up on it. Um, who knows, man? I, uh, I, I, I feel for the brothers, man. I know. I know. I know. Having sex is a, is a, is a, is a, is a beautiful thing. And um and I definitely feel like if I feel like if men were if these guys were getting that, you know, on the regular, um, they wouldn't be so angry. Um but 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 we could also talk about um childhood trauma, you know what I mean? Um I don't know how people were raised, you know, there's a you know, somebody could have been sexually abused at a young age. I have no idea, but I do know that um in when I was in college there was a seven to three ratio. And for black men, there was only, you know, a couple of us and a lot. Uh Oh, I think I lost you. But it it just wasn't I went to a 
um, a state college um, in Hayward. Hayward is like two cities away from Oakland. It wasn't a big school. It wasn't a fancy school. It was called a commuter school. So most of the people that most of the student body were working professionals already, and they were trying to get their uh, their degree or whatever. And there was a small population of you know people that were freshmen and stuff. Um, but but I mean, women are everywhere. So well, uh, I don't know. Point. I would I would have to sit down and talk to one of those brothers because everybody that I hung out with, we were we were good. But to your point with the social awkwardness, we always see in the movies. There's the nerd girl that somehow ends up finding the nerd guy and they right. get together. So I get the social awkwardness part, but there's always that one chick with the glasses that got right, the, right, the, right. You know, and I believe we, there's somebody for everybody. Right. So do you believe some of these guys are kind of aiming out of their league when they should have been like more to their level? Um, you know, being real, being, being more realistic about what their choices are, and, and when it comes to mating. You know, um, I think. These guys are uh you can still be socially awkward with you know with the the girl with the glasses you know um they had you know there were chess clubs there were uh all of these different student organizations and some here's the thing some of the cats joined um I actually now that I think about it I know some people from high school who joined fraternities and sororities because they 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 were looking for um, that. They were looking to break out of their shell. I know one a sister specifically. Um, you know she was squares. I don't know what. And then after she pledged that sorority, you know, uh, for me she was still the same, but <laughs> she turned into a whole another person. Okay. And so, uh, you know, for some people, um, that may be it. But but I, I I do feel like there's somebody for everybody, and I think that's where online dating comes into play because if, if, if you're not um, the type of person that would approach a woman and introduce yourself, mm-hmm. you can get on the internet and find your community the same way that, you know, cats get on the internet and find a manosphere, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you're into anime or if you're into, I don't know, uh, baseball cards, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard stories about somebody told me that they have a, a friend who got married to a guy she met on the internet and they were friends for like, you know, hell a year before they actually met face to face. But I think I think there's there's ample opportunity. Um, some people just don't have the social skills, even if even if there's, you know, the, the socially awkward, you know, female, if, if they don't have the social skills to approach her or, or befriend her. Um, there's also that friend zone thing. So cats fall into the friend zone. And they never say, you know, that, that they can never tell the um, the woman that they, they actually want to be with her or date her. Um, and have I ever been in a friend zone? Never, ever in life. Okay. Um, I, I've had I've had female friends that that I was attracted to, but I always shot my shot. Like um, I just I wasn't the type to just sit back and in a and play. Like I wanted to be, you know, best buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that to your question, there are there's somebody for everybody. But even even with that, if you don't have the social skills to, you know, to initiate conversation and uh, ask somebody out, like, hey, let's go get some coffee or something, mm-hmm. then 
you know, you you're gonna be by yourself with the uh, sex doll, you know. In your last video, you mentioned these some people need the help of a cl of a clinician, which is very uh -huh. very real. Uh -huh. Um, and then you and you mentioned a life coach. Um, uh, how do you make the determination of who needs what and which is more important in, in overcoming some of these social awkward obstacles that they still hold on to in, in, in late adult life? So I, I was reading a, uh, article on, um, the manosphere and the gentleman had interviewed, uh, Obsidian. Mm -hmm. And so he said that Obsidian told him that he watched his, uh, mother and his grandmother, you know, berate, um, his father. Mm -hmm. And so that was what, you know, got him to where he, you know, feels the way he feels about um, black women. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was thinking like, well, did you, have you ever sat down and talked with somebody about it? Um, and so when we talk about a clinician and a life coach, I think that for the people that I know who do that work, it's not necessarily uh, fixing problems for people. It's giving people the tools so that they can work through those issues and giving people an ear, mm -hmm. um, somebody for them to talk to in, you know, in a confidential setting where they can, they can be completely honest because I don't think YouTube is the place for healing. Um, and I definitely don't think, uh, I just, I don't think, you don't, you don't want, I don't think Kevin Samuels is the guy for healing either. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, go sit down with somebody. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, when we talk about life coaching, um, I, I don't know what that encompasses, if, I guess all areas of life, but, uh, there are experts, right? Mm. So you can go to a personal trainer if you want to work on your fitness. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I think we should, if you're looking for assistance, don't just throw your money at anybody on the internet who, uh, you know, who has this, who gives themselves this title because uh, I don't know what, what, what are the requirements to be a life coach? Um, I don't know what the requirements are, um, and I'm not here to say that my lived experience or somebody else's lived experience is, is not valuable enough to share with somebody else. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if somebody is waking up angry and and there's a, you know, this battle of the sexes, especially, you know, if we're talking about cats in their 40s and, you know, in, in, in 30s, um, something's got to give. How long are you going to have this anger um, towards towards an entire group? Um, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think it's healthy. And uh, that's why I mentioned something about, you know, cats might need therapy because um, life is good. You know what I mean? I really enjoy, you know, some fried catfish on Friday. And um, I really, I, I don't wake up upset. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't have, I don't, I'm not the richest guy in the world, far from it. Uh, but, but, you know, I got a place to live. I got a beautiful, beautiful child. Me and my son's mother, we get along. Um, I want to know why cats are so angry and, um, 
and perhaps if they sat down with somebody, they could work through that. But if you are ingrained in a community, you know, and you're and you're on a uh, a Google uh, chat or whatever with ten other men who feel the same way that you do. Um, you know, that's only it's only reinforcing what you already think, and they're telling you, you know, yeah, you're right. I'm with you. Fuck these hoes. You know, um, how how is that really living? You know, uh, go sit down with somebody, bruh. And I'm coming. I, I'm coming from a place of love, even though I I kind of like throwing like little shots at these cats. Um, but I gen but I genuinely feel like, um, man, life can be so much better. If uh, if people, you know, really took the time to deal with their demons. Well, let me ask you this. H- how long would you give someone to be angry? Mainly the men, the men that make these videos and these complaints. How long would you realistically give them to be angry? What's fair? Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, how long? I can't. I can't. Put, I can't put a number on it. Um, I think. I don't know if I can. If I can put a number on it, but um, I. I You know, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't, I, 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 you know, me being, you know, pushing 40. Um, if somebody just, if, here's the thing. If, if you're recently divorced and you went through hell and it pushed you to the point where now you're, you know, now you've tapped into this community where, uh, where you have uh, support for men that have, that are going through similar things and you're just like, man, she took everything from me. Um, I'm done with this world, whatever. It could take some years. Um, I can't put it. I can't, I can't put a, a time on it. I just can't. Um, I would, if, if you ask me, I think, uh, cats should tap into therapy immediately. Um, it, it, it's as soon as as soon as you feel it, and and you have this anger towards uh, a specific group, you know, go and get some help, like ASAP. That's what I would tell my son. Well, the the hard part is we still have this stigma how how black folks view therapy. You know, mm-hmm. white folks will get that shit in, in a heartbeat. But black folks, right. you know, the, the stigma between behind black folks seeking therapy, it's not a good look. They're crazy. What's wrong with you? You don't ain't nothing wrong with you. Right. I, um, I, I think that's still an, a, an obstacle for most for most black people. Right. Um, let me ask you this. You said you grew up with a single mother. But yeah, when I'm, I'm speaking to you, I can't tell for the most part unless you okay. told me. So. What made you so even keeled, so objective and logical in your thought process and your thinking, how you approach things in life? Because the knock is guys that grew up in single 
Mother Holmes, highly hyper-masculine, effeminate, uh, illogical, highly emotional. You display none of that. So what helped you, what helped keep you, you know, such an even keel? I was, I played sports. I was always around, uh, I was always around men. And, you know, it's crazy thinking back. My entire, the, the apartment building that I grew up in, there was only one father in the household. There were six apartments. There was only one father in the household. And um, I want to say I was I was the only one who didn't go to prison out of everybody in my apartment building. Um, so I think playing sports, um, I never, hmm, I, I just think it goes back to, you know, when people say things about single people, men being raised by single mothers, being hyper masculine and having these issues. Um, I'm like, you know, I want the data, you know, I, I just think it's, uh, it's a hot take and a talking point that, that I don't, I don't think is, is backed by data. Um, because I, you know, I had a, a, a pretty solid childhood, a, a pretty solid childhood, you know, in the hood, you know, I didn't know I was poor until I went to college, you know. Okay. <laughs> I was like, ooh, shit, how y'all got these cars and we the same age? I mean, I, I did not know. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's a lie. I think that's a, it's, it's a myth that, you know, single parents, you know, raise young men and they come up uh, damaged in some way. Um, my mother went to work. She was in church. Uh, half the time, she, you know, I was a latchkey kid. Um, I was playing video games, yeah. doing regular shit, you know, um, chasing girls, playing playing baseball outside, strikeout, football, tackle on the middle, you know, tackle mm-hmm. football on, on the concrete, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, uh, I never missed a meal. You know, we didn't have much. But, uh, you know, she was uh, – she – I can say that when it comes to like life lessons, my mother, um, she was, you know, by the Bible, you know, don't lie to people, don't steal from people. That's all I got for you, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, she didn't have any money. So uh, I learned by trial and error, you know, trial and error. And also, I don't know. Uh, being around diverse groups of people, you know, um, having conversations and, and, and also consuming content, right? If, if they say your diet is more than what you eat and drink is also what you read is what you listen to. So I wasn't just listening to, um, you know, one thing, you know, I was, I was, a I, I, I would listen to, I don't know if you're familiar with SIBO, um, I, you know, I'm listening to 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 Common, Sibo, uh, you know, Biggie, Pac, um, and so you get a little bit of everything in that music. Um, so I, I want to say that that played a part because you had, um, 
men talking about bitches and hoes on one song, but also speaking highly of them on another song. And uh, and there was there was a balance. Um, I'll also say like, uh, you know, <laughs> most deaf and Talib Kweli, they they one way on the on the record, but in their private lives, way different. <laughs> just regular niggas. <laughs> I think I think most deaf dipped out. He dipped out on his family with the after some shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I thought you was conscious. How you gonna leave your kids, bro? <laughs> um. And so I, I would say, um, you know, being around, um, I, I can't say that I had a mentor, but um, just being around regular everyday folks and, um, you know, listening to music and reading books and, and um, I don't know. Uh, I think I think that regular average people, whatever average means, um, if you're if you're healthy. Um, and, and you don't have, you know, any any mental health issues, and you can think clearly. Uh, there's a there's a little bit of common sense um, that 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 plays into you know my outlook on life, um, treating people the way I want to be treated. You know, um, so a combination of all that, growing up in the church and playing sports, and and then being around solid dudes, um, you know, people that. Uh, that keep it real. Um, I think that's pretty much the gist of it. Cool. I, I have a question from Obsidian. He wants to ask you. Ah, ah, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. The the Obsidian. The, Obsidian. the Saint Kevin's. The Obsidian. <laughs> <laughs> he he's asking how does he how do you explain the massive success of Dr. Jordan Peterson? Who got that way as a direct result of YouTube? I don't now, know who Jordan Peterson is. But there it is. There, that see, that's the thing. When you're in these YouTube spaces, someone popular on YouTube doesn't always translate to popularity outside of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to touch on on that for a little bit, um, the, the the stark differences of reality online versus realities. Uh, offline because um, I don't hear men in mass saying, you know, to hell with women. If they had a bad experience with a woman, it's fuck that woman. I know a lot of dudes would, would beat you up if you said that shit, you know, a little bit too loud. If you, if you want to yeah. touch on that for, for, for a little bit, please. Yeah. So um, good question. Um, as I was making videos, you know, in response to um, the, the, the man of the hour, um, Mr. Kevin Samuels, I was asking people, my friends and my colleagues, I'm like, you know who Kevin Samuels is? And, and it was always a resounding no, with exception to like one or two people that were like, that sounds familiar. And then I was like, uh, average at best. They were like, oh, that dude, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought about the 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 the, the uh, boxing match with uh, Nate Paul, Nate, Nate Robinson, and uh, it was Jake Paul or Jake. It was one of them. Um, one of the they're both YouTubers, right? Yeah, and they have yeah. you know millions of subscribers. I can't even remember who was fighting Nate Robinson, but um, they have millions of subscribers on YouTube. And then you know you have people like uh, Casey Neistat. He has uh, eleven something. Do you know who that is? I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, you know, probably ten, eleven. Um, when you think about who we view as a D-list celebrity, a A B C D-list celebrity. 
um, I, I think about people that, you know, when they're walking through the airport, um, people are doing a double take like, oh, that's that's either they know who they are. Or somebody's like that person looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube people, people that are YouTube. I don't even want to call it YouTube famous. Um, you can have a million subscribers on YouTube and nobody knows who the hell you are. That's right. You know, that's just the reality. So when we talk about but 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 that's successful on YouTube. So um, I don't, yeah, um, when we talk about Jordan Peterson and, and his success, I have no idea who that is. I've never heard of him. I'm guessing he's he he's in the manosphere. Um, not necessarily, but he, author, he wrote the, the 12 Rules of Life. I mean, he has- Is that a white guy? I, I believe he's white. Don't, don't quote me on that. But I don't follow- certain sectors of of rhetoric to know who's famous in that industry so Mm -hmm. i can name somebody who's famous in manufacturing doesn't mean someone in science is going to know who that person is right you know so i I agree to your point it's like some people are so just so too deep in it you know like i shouldn't know every youtube celebrity on youtube because youtube Mm -hmm. is not my life so there's a plenty of people there's little kids 10 15 million subs i don't know who these little kids are Unless yeah, I watch the little kids' channels. Yeah, know. Ryan the toy uh, kid. That um, never heard of him until I seen how much he made in a year off YouTube. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I don't watch little kid little kid videos. There's a guy yeah. that, that, that's from Russia. He's a he, he has a, f- a few million. He has a, a pet cougar. I just discovered his channel not too long. He has a pet cougar and he's Russian and it's a, this big ass cougar and he's a house cat. It keeps. I wouldn't have known this shit had I not just been scrolling through this. You know, so, this YouTube uh, thing like that. I think Pew Pew Die, Pew Pew Pew, you know what I'm talking about? The I biggest. Know PewDiePie. PewDiePie, yeah. PewDiePie, yeah, PewDiePie. Um, I couldn't point him. I know that. Is he the biggest? Is he have the biggest channel? Currently, he's the biggest. I couldn't point him out in the crowd if you uh, if you asked me to. Yeah. He's got hundreds of millions of, I mean, I, I don't know. I know he's the biggest. I just, I don't, I, I don't know. I know he's a white guy. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know? Let me ask you this. Um, the digital footprint that black men are leaving on, on, on these spaces, are you concerned? Is it a good look? Um, I'm, I'm only concerned because all it t- it's, it's really easy to fall down that rabbit hole. Okay. And I'm concerned about, you know, the young people um, who fall down that rabbit hole, it's, it's almost like joining a gang. You know, if you feel like you're an outcast, hey, hey, little Timmy, come over here. You can hang out with us. Are you hungry? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just like you. And and now, um, you know, you are a Northangel. You know what I mean? Um, they, they swooped you up at, at, at a ripe young age and 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 you've been programmed. And so I I worry because um I'm all about, you know, balance, balance perspectives. I really appreciate when brothers challenge me in the comments um respectfully, mm-hmm. you know. Um I can't engage with somebody that's calling me a simp because I disagree with them. You know what I mean? If you can break if you can if you can get at me and say this is I think you're wrong for XYZ, mm-hmm. um that's where the balance comes in at because uh, we can have, you know, a, um, a respectful exchange. So 
I'm not necessarily, I, I am, I'm worried about the young people who don't, you know, who don't necessarily um, have the, who don't necessarily have the, the maturity or, or, or the knowledge that I have in looking for, um, looking for uh, counter arguments. Like when I, I actually go and look for counter arguments <laughs> to make sure that I'm on point and make sure that I didn't miss anything. <laughs> and so that is that's my only worry that, you know, uh, the young people uh, who can who, who can dive in there into that world and they can fuck them up. Mm-hmm. And um, outside outside of that, I was getting ready to do a, a YouTube video to to really illustrate how small the space is. Um, I'm not an expert in YouTube, but I do know that the, this content, like the red pill content um they don't, I believe, what do they call it? A shadow band or something like that? Yeah, it's uh, it's part of the, um, it's like a watch list for the most part. And you, it limits your exposure to uh, other spaces in, in, in the platform per se. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's almost like a, a DOJ watch list. If you're, if you're on a DOJ flight list, okay. it, it's like, oh, so it's like one of those to a certain extent. You know. Right. So 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 the digital footprint, you know, I, I said in, in one of my videos, the Internet is forever. The you know, this this content will remain for people who fall down a rabbit hole and they want to look it up. But um, it, it as long as it stays where it is. And I believe that it will, because uh, the mainstream will, will tear that they'll tear that ass up, you know, um, as as we are all watching uh, Mr. Kevin Samuels um, grow. Um, I do not think, I do not think, um, the mainstream will embrace him. I don't, I don't, I don't see him. I, I, I think he could hit the breakfast club. Um, but you're not going to see him on like the view or I don't know, whatever those, you know, daytime talk show shows are. So, so I, I, be, I'm not necessarily worried about it getting bigger than what it is. I'm just worried about the young people who stumble upon it and um, and they fall, you know, quote unquote, victim to this rhetoric without without having any um, any, you know, counter arguments or anybody else telling them to look at. Check this out. You know, let me ask you this. Um, how do you how do you feel about the backlash uh, of being a father, becoming a father, um, manhood and, and, and per se in these certain spaces? Because like you said, uh, if you're if you're mar- if you're a married man, uh, God forbid you have a child with this woman, uh, <laughs> or God God forbid you're a stepdad, you are there uh, a simp. How does that make you feel hearing this in these spaces, but in the real world, that's not the case. I think it's it is utterly hilarious, and I've never heard anything like that in person um, because. Um, you know, people fall in love and, and, and they, and there are blended families. Um, I, I, it, it's, it's just funny to me because, um, I'll tell you that when I get those comments and I have time, my first thing I do is click on the profile and try to go see who it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see, I want to see what they look like. And I, and I stopped myself from, from, from uh, making a video pointing out you know there was a brother with like a, a wwe belt and um he had to be like 45 50 and um and i was like man i don't, I, 
I want to show <laughs> y'all who who who's in the comments. But I'm like, you know what? Um, I'm better than that. You know what I mean? I don't want to shit on this brother. But I also want people to know, like these these are the people that are calling you a simp. Like I I want to. I really want to people. I don't want to give too much energy to it, but I also feel I can laugh at it because I know that if somebody thinks that, you know, marrying a woman who has children from a previous relationship makes you a simp. um, Do I really want to talk to that person about anything? Well, let me ask you this. Could you, understand why they would say that or absolutely that... not okay so um, that's a line of thinking you can't even under begin to understand at all absolutely not you know shaquille o'neal has a song called my biological didn't bother i remember yeah um and he speaks so highly of his stepfather um you know who he refers to as his father military man uh, who married his mom when Shaq was like two mm-hmm. and he speaks like you know he said he made me the man that i am today um and, you know, I also saw a comment. I'll be comment creeping. There's a young man who said that he was. Uh, his father died. His stepfather married his mother. His father took care of him. His father is paying for his co- his stepfather is paying for his uh, college education and everything. But he told his stepfather, like, I can't I, I couldn't be you, you know, thank you for everything. But, you know, I'm not taking care of nobody else's child. And so. um I just, it is, it's very, it's funny to me because what's, what's going to happen is um, if you find yourself infatuated or, you know, in love with somebody who has children and, you know, and she's the one. Y'all gonna make that thing work, you know. Um, I mean, I just think in the real world, Cass is not saying, I don't think anybody's saying, hey, she hella thick, she's beautiful, but does she have kids? You know, well, well let me take it back. There, there's definitely men out there who say, I don't date women with kids. But my, but I'm a man, and I have a, and, and I'm like, man, listen, if she look good to you, you're gonna try to knock that down kids or not and and it sounds it sounds good for you to say that but people get divorced like there are so many reasons why there are um single mothers you know a co-parenting mother like for i'll use myself as an example me and my son's mother we have an excellent relationship um it hasn't always been the best. You know, she tried to swing on me and ended up going to jail um, in the initial stages as we were low, as we were breaking off our relationship. I recorded that shit because I was like, I ain't, go, you know, if the police show up, they're going to they're going they're going to take me. <laughs> so I recorded the shit and they took her. I, I didn't want her to go to jail, but the, but there was blood on my face. And the way in California, when they show up, somebody got to somebody go. going to jail, period. Um. But I told her, I said, we are going to get along. Um, if there's anything, you know, we are going to get along and we are going to raise this this child. Like uh, there's a show, Ozark, 
I really like that show. Yeah, it's a good he show. He said, uh, from this point out, we are business partners. We are business partners, and our business is to raise these kids. You got it? We business partners. And so that's the way I view, you know, me and my son's mother. Uh, we are partners, and, um, and you know, when she gets into another serious relationship, I hope that he is a phenomenal man and we can be the best of friends. You know, that way my son has two fathers. I'm with that. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I don't need him to provide for my son. But um, the way I, my, my outlook is um, your life should not stop because you have a fuck trophy. You know, well, let me stop you there. Because going through that for most men would be the catalyst for them to ride the, the horse of anger and, and to, to rail against all women. And okay, how are you able to, is it, is it because of your son is, is why you were able to say, you know what, we're not going to do, do it like the way you want to do it. We're going to do it like this because it, it'd be too easy for the average man to go through that and be like, you know what, to hell with all of them. You know, it doesn't take much for, to flip a man from, you know the dark side to the from the light side to the dark side and just ride this shit out and become Anakin all the way until he's Darth Vader so what else helped you to avoid that path or was it just strictly your son and say you know what he's he's the sole focus he's going to be the reason why we're not going to do this the way uh you're you want mm -hmm. to do this so um I always say there's there's two there's only two people that I answer to that is my son's mother and my direct supervisor at work. Okay. Those are the two people that can really impact my life. Um, everybody else can kiss my ass. I also think it's important to be respectful to your neighbors because they can impact your quality of life as well. Okay. I need good neighbors. I need a good relationship with my son's mother and my, my supervisor at work. You know, she can have whatever she wants, you know. Okay. Um, so the last person that you want to be at war with is your baby mama. That is the last person that you want to be at war with. If, we, if I, if there's anybody listening to me, if there's anything that you get from me as a co-parent, you do not want to be beefing with that woman. If you have to, I'm not telling you to kiss ass. I'm saying that that is the relationship that can, it will tear up your finances. It will have you stressed out. It will have you upset. And so when I meet women, I let them know um, I have an excellent relationship with my son's mother. She has a key to my house. Um, I mean, oh, she doesn't wow. come over here. She doesn't use it. Okay. But I, I, I make it very clear to her that, you know, if something happens to me, you got to take care of my boy. You know, I let them know that everything, everything that I own, she is the beneficiary. I, I had to sit down with her. My son is six years old. Um, I don't want you dealing with attorneys. If, I, if something happens to me, I want you, I want all I want everything to go to you so that you can take care of my son. I'm dead and gone. Um, I know you're going to take care of my son. Understand that, you know, we are teammates now. Don't ask me who I'm fucking. That's none of your goddamn business. Just know that um, I am. You know, you have a key. And I also said this. Anytime that he's over here, if you're worried about who he's around, then bring your ass over here and hang out because I got some, you know, I need to go cut this grass anyway. So, um, you know, she, there was a point where she was like, don't be bringing up bitches around my son. And I'm like, you ain't got to worry about that. But if you but if you but if that's an issue, 
You can come and hang out while he's here. You can't spend the night, but anytime that he's over here, you can come. That's an extra set of eyes, and I got shit I need to do anyway. So, um, okay. let me give you a little bit of pushback on that. Respect. Okay. Now, that's a great. I like that mindset, but we all know sometimes things in life change. Okay. So, let's say ten years from now, you are married to a a, a magnificent woman. Would your mindset change as as when it comes to giving the the your son's mother so much access um, to to your resources and 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 um, wealth to a certain extent? So um, that it wouldn't change because here's the thing. Um, I've I've had this question. Okay, I always get this question. Okay, um, I'm in a relationship. We get married. And, you know, unless we have something in writing, if I die, you know, it's it should go to my wife. Here's the thing. Let's say, for instance, something were to happen to me a year into marriage. She has no obligation to take care of my son. She has no obligation to make sure that his mother is good. Mm-hmm. Everything that I own, I've got it on my own. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, my son is, you know what I mean? People break up, people get divorced, but that, that my son is for life, you know? And so the women that I, the women that I know and that I've dealt with, I make that very clear um, that, Hey, my son comes first. If I have any time outside of that, then we can kick it. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing because, um, but for those who were unable to to deal with that or had mm-hmm. questions about, you know, me being around, you know, being around my son's mother so much. Um, and I, actually, to be, to be honest, we're not even around each other like that. But I will say, hey, uh, we're about to go eat over here. If you're hungry, come through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would not. I w- when we talk about being an alpha male, you know, and, and that's not really in my I don't usually use that word. But um it really boils down to I have a son. Um, he needs to be taken care of. If if something were to happen to me, I need I need him to be taken care of. His mother is going to do that. And also she has a very good relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. So she's also going to take care. Like my, my son's mother kicks it with my mother more than I do because my mom would get on my nerves sometimes. Okay. So I know that she is going to also take care of my mother if something were to happen to me. Okay. I trust her. Okay. I, I trust her to not mess up the bag. I, I told her she knows where the passwords are. I put my house in a trust. Like we've had a meeting to where she said, she said, is somebody about to kill you? I said, no, we need to have this talk while I'm healthy, not when I'm on my deathbed. So, um, you know, it was a, for her. She was like, I don't like talking about this. You're talking like you're about to die. I was like, I'm not about to die. But black people, I, I don't even want to put it on black people. Um, estate planning is is something that people need to do while they're healthy. Agreed. And so while I'm healthy, I'm thinking about, you know, if something were to happen, this is what you do. You go here, you go here, you go there. I don't want lawyers getting you for 40% of what I own. Okay. You know what I mean? And I don't want you to have to ask permission to get money to buy my son some shoes. You know what I mean? Everything goes to you. Don't fuck it up. I'll see you on the other side. And so when a, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, don't get at it. I mean, no, you're good. Oh, so, and so when it comes to, you know, a, a woman that, that I'm dating, that, that for me, putting my foot down is saying, this is my life. 
this is how I interact with his mother. Um, she's not over here, but she does have a, a set of keys. And um, if if some that's only for emergency purposes, you know, I, I have a key to her house too. I've never used it. She's never used my keys. It's only for emergency purposes. And it's like here, if something happens to me, I need you to be able to get in here. Do you understand? She understands. That is a lot of trust you have placed on your son's mother. Yeah. How much growth did you see from her for you to come to, to, to make that decision? So after she was arrested, she still was on, on that BS. Okay. Um, Cause she basically went through my phone and uh, saw, you know, and saw that I was, you know, talking to other women and it was, it was, here's what I didn't want to do. I did not want to tell her a month after she gave birth to my son that I didn't want to be with her anymore. I'm thinking postpartum, you know, there's all, there's already postpartum depression. You know what I mean? You've gained weight, you know, your body's going through changes and now your boyfriend just said, Hey, I want to fuck with you no more. So the last thing I wanted to do was tell her then. So what I did was I just didn't sleep with her. Right. Um, And I made excuses, but I knew I didn't want to be with her anymore. And um, so after, you know, she gets arrested and gets out, she's still like, it's your fault. And I'm like, wait a minute, you put your hands on me. That's why you went to jail. She still wasn't. It wasn't at that point. Um, Once I established trust, she had to trust me. She had to trust that I wasn't going to be bringing women around my son. So I, 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 I had, it took years for me to gain her trust that I was actually going to be, you know, a good co-parent. And I would say probably when my son was, was three, hmm. uh, I had, that was probably around that time where I was like, here's a set of keys. Um, Cause she still would make little comments here and there. Don't be having no bitches around my son. I'm like, you know what? We'll just come over then. How about that? If you re- if you really think that I got women around here mingling, bring your ass over here, and I need to I need to fix this fence, and I can't do it when I'm with my son. So come over here, and you know, and she didn't come. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was. It was kind of like I was calling her bluff, but I'm like, trust. Just I had to build that trust with her, and then also. Um, I mentioned in the, uh, I think I mentioned in the video how I, I, I also, and this is not normal, but I thought to myself, if I pay for everything, um, I don't have to worry about dealing with the courts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I had the means to do that. Um, I don't, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, that's that's kind of a slippery slope mm-hmm. because I don't believe you should pay for compliance. Right. Um, what I'm saying is if my son's need, if, if my son needs something, I'll take care of it, you know. Um, and she was working, too. I was like, anything that he needs, I'll take care of it. You stack your money. Mm-hmm. And so maybe maybe that was. I don't know. Maybe that was me being, I don't even want to call it alpha. I was just like, how expensive is it to, 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 to feed and clothe uh, an infant or toddler? Right. You know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Um, Childcare and all that stuff can, you know what I mean? It it adds up, but, um, but I had some rental income and I bought a cheap ass fixer upper. So um, the, the, 
the the big bills that most of us have housing and transportation um that wasn't an issue because my 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 uh my tenant covered my mortgage so i i had extra i had excess i wasn't rich or balling but i had excess you know that would have that could have been it could have been a uh shit a a hundred thousand dollar car car note whatever um I could have definitely tricked off that money on other things, but um, I had the means to to take care of anything that he needed, and I also established a trust with his mother that I wasn't going to be on no fuck shit, and I, and I was devoted to being, you know, uh, to to us having a healthy relationship. But probably around the age of three is when I knew that she was on board and that she actually believed in me, mm-hmm. and so he's approaching seven now. We haven't had any issues. Um, we didn't, we haven't had any issues. Um, everything is, things are not perfect. When I say perfect, I mean, every now and then, um, she'll be having a bad day and I'm picking up my son and, you know, and if I want to know, did he eat yet? And you just walk away from the car. That's a problem for me because I don't care if you're on your period or not. You need to be able to tell me, you know, what he had for dinner or if I need to go get dinner. So we we every now and then there's an exchange, you know, where I'm like, the fuck is your problem? Like, it's me. Like, I'm like, oh, you're having a bad day. OK, I get it. But I don't you know, all I need you to let me know is did he eat yet? Like, we don't like check yourself. Mm-hmm. Little situations like that. But for the most part, we have a very, very healthy co-parent relation, co-parenting relationship. And um, and like I said, you know, um Beef with beef with your child's mother if you want to. She will tax that ass. We know that the courts are unfavorable. They don't. They, they tend to, to 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 lean towards the mother, mm-hmm. um, and they and sometimes they can be vindictive, and um, and light that ass up in court. So um, you you want to to have a good relationship with her. Your girlfriend can't do that to you. If you don't. Have, I mean, and that's the thing about me. If I'm dealing with a woman and I know that. Her leaving me or her being mad at me, it has no impact on my life at all. It doesn't hurt my money. It doesn't hurt my, my relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just another woman gone, right? But my mm-hmm. son's mother, I have to foster that relationship. We're only seven years in. Who knows what could happen? If she starts dating somebody that she's in love with, and he and, and I see her with a black eye, and I say, that nigga need to get the fuck up out of your house, and she's saying, I love him, I failed, he didn't hit me, that could have, that could definitely impact our co-parenting situation, because, and I'm just hypothetically speaking, you're getting dicked down by this dude that's beating you up, and and my son is is witness to this. Um, he's gonna be with me, and we're we're now we got to go to court. It could happen. It could happen. So th- so we got a good run. You know what I'm saying? We're having a good run right now. And I, I can't sit here and say that, yeah, because I pay for everything, I'm never going to have no issues. Right. But we have a very good relationship and um, her well-being and my son's well-being, you know, those are my priorities. Do, does she give you the same respect and in, in, on her end when it comes to her dating, if she's dating? Would she give, the, would she give you the same leeway, the same courtesy as, as you give her? We, we have a, a, an agreement that um, I won't bring him i won't introduce him to any women unless it's serious okay and, and if it's serious then she's then i'm going to introduce you know her to you know wh- whomever i'm dating 
Okay. So that is the understanding that we have. Um, I, I, I'm sticking to that. When, when I feel like, oh, this is really, really real, you need to meet my baby mama. We, let's have dinner together. Let's have a powwow. When I feel like it's really real and it's and it's serious, and so that's what I expect from her. And it's not on no, uh, I need to size this dude up. It's more so like, hey, what's up, bro? I'm dad, man. It's a pleasure to meet you. Let me take y'all out to dinner. You know, um, you know, we can be like, uh, what's what's his name, Russell Simmons, when he was kicking it with uh, what, Jamin Hunsu? That yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they because, was on the beach kicking it. Yeah, because you know, you know her and her and Jimin ended up having. They also had kids, so right. kind of had no choice but to blend the thing in and kind of get to know each other at, the, at that point. But now nah, I get what you're saying. You know, in the in the Bay, we we have a phrase we call it uh, "keep it." We say "keep it player." You okay. know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I try to keep it player at all times. I, I try to do my best to keep it player and um, and respectful. As long as, as, you know, men are really big on respect, you know, and um, yeah, um, just don't that all I can ask is that you don't don't bring anybody around him unless it's serious. And when you do, I want to meet the brother. That's mm-hmm. it. So that's the understanding that we have. Here's a, here's the other piece that I left out. Um, my son had open heart surgery at five weeks. Oh, so in addition to postpartum, um, and then, and then, um, at the age of in kindergarten, he was, uh, diagnosed with autism. So, um, so mom was dealing with some, some, some issues at work. And when she quit because her boss wasn't, you know, um, understanding of all of these medical appointments, um, again, I work for the government. I can leave whenever I want to. I got sick leave and, you know, they can't fire. I got to kill somebody to get fired. You guys got so, a very strong union. I I know first. Man, union. man, <laughs> man, you know, we get it. We spoiled. Um, I, I need to really make this point because um, when she left her job, she hasn't worked since then. And so I told her, um, don't worry about it. So. These pat we're going on. It'll be three years in September since she's actually worked for somebody. Mm-hmm. She helps me out in my side business. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was, I, I made it very clear. Well, I, well, and I'm not trying to brag or you know this alpha shit, but um, I had the money to to pay for everything, her mm-hmm. rent, her car note, everything. Um, and that was real. That was more so me saying. I can't have my son's mother dealing with depression, right? We already have a son who's on the spectrum. I need her to be healthy. I need you to be healthy. I got this. Uh, I had I had uh, I had some more rental income coming in, so uh, uh, I got like a uh, let's say uh, it jumped from a thousand a month to four thousand a month, right? That's all extra. So for me, I was like, you can have all that. You know, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. Um, and so that. I think that she was surprised because that's a lot of money. Um, I, and, and I, and, and there are times where I'm like, God damn, you know, <laughs> not in a bad way, but more so in a, uh, I'm a frugal cat. I'm like, you know, shit. Um, I would have never thought that I would, I would have never, if you would have told me at 25 that I would be giving my ex, you know, uh, between three and four thousand a month, 
not you know outside of any court order, I would have probably been like, you, you, you know, hell no. You know what I mean? Like, don't know what she need to get a job. You know what I mean? What the hell? But this was, this was, uh, it was, it was really a, a moment where I, where I really, I really, I'm really proud of myself because whatever was going on in my head, I knew that um, my son needs additional support, and his mother was going to therapy, dealing with depression, um, and I said. I got to take care of it. I got to take care of mom. I got to take care of, 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 and I, and I have, I have this extra money, you know what I mean? So it's a perfect scenario. This is a perfect scenario. Um, mom is good. Um, you know, my son is, is getting, you know, the, the extra services that he needs, but that really showed her that, um, okay, we a team, you know what I mean? We are really a team. And then when it comes to the other women, see, that's the thing about, um, like, women love that shit. Like, I, I'm telling, I'm telling you, brothers, if there's anybody listening right now, if we gonna keep, if if, if there was ever something that you know would make a woman want to give you some pussy, respecting and having a good relationship with your ex, hmm. you know what I mean. If she's like, if this is the if this is the respect that he has for his ex that he's not fucking, imagine how he would treat me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think, you know what I mean. Um, people love to see me and my son's mother getting along, because there's this, you know, the 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 notion is that when you break off a relationship and you have children, it's going to be drama. You know what I mean. So people like that fresh perspective. Like, hey, we get along. You know what I mean? And um and I can't sit and I'm not and anybody listening to this, I'm not saying that I'm I'm sitting on Buku Bucks. I literally had the perfect scenario happen where I bought a undervalued house and fix it up and then I added some ADU units to it um that allow me to you know what I mean, um to to, to have a, a a lot of extra money and um and I got some promotions at work. So, um, so I have excess, you know what I mean? Um, I just really want to, want to point that out because, um, I mean, I mean, taking care of two households, um, that shit is expensive. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's just, that's a man shit to do that. I mean, we, yeah. we've heard the stories of a granddad having a family here and a family down the street and uh-huh. there was no no friction no fuss no muss grandma knew what time it was the right the, the, the mistress down the street knew what time it, and it was no fuss so it's i find it funny it's it was okay back then but to replicate re- replicate that now it's like oh what do you that's that that's frowned upon for some reason. You, yeah you 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 simp it you know yeah, basically you simp it i got a, a, one of my partners um his son is in like an uppity school, but he'd be kicking it with these, you know, these, these, uh, uh, upper middle class folks. And so he was telling me how one of the, one of the guys, one of the parents, he has a whole nother family in Brazil. So he went out there and got somebody, he has a whole nother family in Brazil. His wife doesn't know. Um, but this is just, you know, dad's talking <laughs> a whole nother family in Brazil that nobody knows about. He went to Brazil and knocked him down, in, you know, and uh, taking care of that family. God 
and uh, yeah, um, it was like that back in the day, you know. Yeah, I I don't know what changed, but a couple more questions before I let you go. Man, um, yeah, go ahead. I got time. Do you don't do you see yourself getting back with your, your son's mother? Because what's it? I'm outside looking into me. It looks like growing pains. Never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch her with a ten foot pole. And I love her to death. I love her to death. Love her. Um, but um, nah, uh-uh. I wouldn't even have sex with her. And that's saying a lot because I've had wow. sex with some some um, some non attractive women. And uh, you know that's just. I mean, they're they're. I wouldn't, I would not, I wouldn't, I would never get back with my son's mother. Ever, wow. ever, ever. Love her to death. Okay. Um, but I would never, ever, ever get back. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. Love her to death, though. Love her to death. Love her to death. Real talk. Okay. And she's um, not, and she's not a, a toxic woman or anything like that. But, you know, now that we have a child, something, I, I saw a different side of her. Okay. You know when she got when she got pregnant, and I was like, "Oh no, uh, I can't." You know, and and I'm saying that I would not even have sex with her because I always joke and I'd be like, "You know, wouldn't it be nice if I could pick up my son from a baby mama and then get some head and pussy and then go home?" You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have. I'm not. I, I wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. I know. I know some cats who like to go back and double dip and mess with the baby mama. That's not going on here. Uh, uh-uh, uh, ever. Yeah, there's that unspoken rule, the unwritten rule that you always have access to, you know, the mother of your child, no matter how many years have. Uh-huh. Um, let me ask you this. Would you ever tell your son to not date a single mom? Never. Okay. Never. Absolutely not. Um, I'm big on character. Um, I'm big on, you know, organic love relationships I, I think people should date who they like and so um like i have a i have a preference for black women but if i happen if i happen to meet a white woman um and i fall in love with her so be it you know what i mean i think people should date who they like i don't care if she has three kids if that's who you like Dater, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my son to um to be sharp. Uh, you know, there's this <sighs> a notion that you know women can be gold diggers and, and money hungry, and um I definitely want him to be gamed up and you know you know a better version of me, you know, 2.0. Um, I also I always think about him when I'm putting out videos. Like, damn, would I be ashamed if my son saw this? You know what I mean? Would I be would I would I be okay with my son doing a video like this? Um and so I, I would I would just tell him to date who he like. I know some I know some dope ass women who were divorced, you know, or had kids. Like I don't think people understand how how easy it is to have a kid. Like if she's ovulating, you know what I mean? And I mean it like like it is so easy to have a child. And if some people don't believe in abortion or whatever, then then that baby is coming. You know what I mean? It all you have to do is have sex. Anybody that's had sex before, they potentially could have had a child, you know? And so um it's not, you know, having a baby doesn't make you le- a lesser. You know what I mean? It doesn't make you less valuable. Um I I'm 
I'm I, I couldn't see myself being in pursuit of uh women who who have children. Like um I just like I just like dope ass women with big titties. You know what I mean? That's just my preference. You know what I mean? And um that's just my preference. But I I'll tell my son to date who you like. You know what I mean? Happiness, uh multiple streams of happiness. I want you to be happy and, and live your life. And um I, you know I'm a simple man. I like fried chicken and pussy. You know what I mean? That those are the things that make me happy. ESPN. Um, you um you spoke on 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 rental properties and fine. So you're financially astute, okay? And I remember and getting back to the Jay Morrison part, it seems that you have uh, a, a a dislike for those that like to lead to mislead people when it comes to finances. Um, if you want to touch on that, because I want I kind of want to round it up and get back to that part. Yeah. So the poor black man came from me being you know um, upset with these influencers. And I think the first video I did, I don't know, was on like Jay Morrison. And so um, just from a mathematical standpoint, when he said that the the preferred return would be 8% and people were throwing their money at him. And I'm just like, do these people know that under ideal circumstances, under ideal circumstances, he's telling you that you you would make $40 on your 500 and that $40 is going to be taxed. And that is supposed to build black wealth. And I'm like, people, are you listening? And then the stuff came out about the bankruptcies and all that stuff and him getting over on people. And I'm just like, and then he he was trying to crowdfund his uh his uh honeymoon. Well, he did, and the, I'm he like, did the live stream. He live streamed the wedding. He charged, he put it behind a paywall and he charged wow. people. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't I couldn't be mad. It was so dastardly ingenious i was like well, i can't be mad. <laughs> i mean his wife's name is ernestine if that is, if that's grifter's that's a grifter's name you know what I'm saying? <laughs> can't make this shit up <laughs> that's hilarious um yeah and then also you know i saw a lot of rappers you know the, the tax situation and and um, people getting homes foreclosed. Um, you know, there was an ESPN broke. You know, um, what I learned, you know, in reading was that um, is you, if you really want to be financially independent or um, stable, you really need to live below your means and um, and save more than you spend at the bare minimum at the bare minimum. And so there are a lot of salesmen on the internet and people are looking to get ahead. You know, most, most of us are living check to check, just trying to, trying to get ahead. And um, I'm telling you, I really, really, really dislike when people who know they know what the hell they doing you know what i mean they know, they know that if you have a fan if somebody if you have the charisma people will give you their money um nipsey hustle i love nipsey hustle uh, he put out a cd that was a thousand dollars a copy it was a mixtape that was in, that was genius but what it showed it also showed that you know 
when you have a fan, like a real diehard fan, who will pay $1,000 for a CD that he also had for free. And I, I think they got a, a VIP meet and greet or whatever. But um, you only need... Nando, go to your room, please. You only need... <laughs> I think I think people who have figured out a way to monetize their following, be it Patreon, memberships, um, super chats, they realize that and I'm not knocking anybody because that's that's what you should do if you're doing this if you're doing this seriously, um, that's how you do it. You know what I mean? Your 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 fans and your subscribers they that's, they're supporting their creators. That's exactly how you do it. But when you tell somebody that we're going to build black wealth, right? Off of the, after you giving me five hundred dollars, that is a major problem. And then also, you know, I'm looking at Jay Z. I'm like, why are you paying these rappers bills, right? He paid for Meek Me Meek Mill's legal defense. He paid Lil Wayne's taxes, and so I wanted people to know, like the, the people that you're aspiring to be like. But if you peel back the layers, you know everybody ain't living good, and it's it's part of their act to you know wear all this jewelry and stuff, right? But here I am. I'm just a regular working class guy. Um. If I quit my job today, my rental income is, is enough to feed and take care of my son and his mother. I would not be, I can't eat crab and steak every day if I quit. But just the, just the sheer fact that as long as these people, you know, pay every month, um, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? I, I may not have the best. And, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not Meek Mill. You know what I mean? And I don't have... Uh, five hundred thousand subscribers or whatever. You know what I mean. I literally just just bought a house at the perfect time, and I added on and I you know strategically got on YouTube and figured out how to build shit as well. So that's another thing. Um, I don't you know I was like I'm not paying this guy four thousand dollars to do something that I could do for a thousand. And I went to college. I'm like shit. I could figure this shit out. You know. I'm like if <laughs> I'm like if I can write a thirty page paper, I'm pretty sure I could sit on YouTube and figure out how to build a fence. Or figure out how to install a shower. So um, when it comes to you know when it comes to to finance, I really want people to tell the truth, right? Um, I'm not. I don't think that it's it, you know your our finances are you know they don't have it doesn't have to be public knowledge. But I can't stand a celebrity lying. I can't stand that shit. Like like I can't stand that. Like stop lying. It's okay. It's okay to be struggling. It's okay. Because here's the thing, I have more in common with a homeless person than I do with Jay-Z. I'm closer to that homeless person than I am to Jay-Z, right? If you, if you really think about it, you know, I want everybody to think about, you know, what would it take for you to lose everything? And, and if you didn't have family and friends, you might find yourself in the car sleeping, right? Um, how close are you to sleeping in the car in comparison to how close are you to being a mega millionaire? You know what I mean? The the people need to be a little more humble, myself included, because a, something catastrophic could really, you know, it could it could it could impact me. It could impact you. Me. All all it takes is a series of unfortunate events. Your car breaks down. You break both legs in that car accident. 
um, you lose your job, um, you're on, you're on bad terms with your family and friends, you maxed out your credit cards, and now you're getting evicted. It could happen, and so um, I just want people to 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 keep it real. It says eighty percent of the United States is living check to check. That includes white people. So if we if we took out the white people, what are the numbers for black people? You know. And and if and if I spend all my money with black businesses, is that going to improve my situation, my financial situation? Is it going to inject wealth into wealth into my household if I spend all my money with black businesses? Absolutely not. It sounds good, but um, I just need people to to think a little bit and, and do a little bit of reading and, and investigation into these people that are selling them a dream because. Um, you know, motherfuckers be lying on the internet, and it's profitable too. So that's that's the scary part that there's profit in misleading folks, and part of it is on the the misleader and those that are looking for the Messiah to willingly be misled. Like they they bear some accountability as well. So you just can't the Messiah complex that we have as a people is almost ingrained in DNA to a, cert- to a certain extent. If you speak well, you look well, they'll pretty much walk off a cliff if you tell them to. So me calling myself the poor black man, also not having a haircut in the last five months, um, I thought it would be cool. Um, I, I, I knew that I would not get buy-in and that people would be like, you know, what the hell? Um, but I also felt like if somebody paid attention, they would be. I, I, I also, I, there was one day when I was in my car and I turned the camera around, and um, and I and I and I did that intentionally because I because there's this idea that Teslas are for rich people. That's some bullshit. But I knew that it would fuck some people up because um, a lot of people are so they're, they're harboring on the my YouTube name, the poor black man, and um, and they're like, how the fuck could you tell me anything if you're poor? And well, so that, that's um, the point. That's what drew me to you because I'm sitting there looking at you. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's a big ass panoramic panoramic roof. A <laughs> poor black man here. <laughs> so I was instantly hooked. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think the name in of itself is just like, who is this bum ass nigga? Let me see what the <laughs> fuck he got to say. And so um, I know that um, I probably, you know, optically speaking. Um, I don't look like I should be giving advice to anybody, <laughs> but um, it's it's good because of the reach, right? Here I am talking to you. I didn't even know you had a, a different page. Mm. I was only familiar with the heavily flawed individual. I didn't know that you had the super slide. Pa- uh, mm. He said, your, your dental game on point. <laughs> you, you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I didn't know that I didn't know that you had another page with you know with, with damn near forty thousand subs, and uh, I'm like shit. You know he's gonna give me an opportunity to get on his on his platform and speak to uh, to his subs, and I'm like, well, 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 okay. Somebody heard something, and and somebody's paying attention, right? It doesn't it doesn't matter if it's if it's a thousand people or five thousand people. Um, there's a community out there who, you know, who, who are, who's looking for something different or refreshing, perhaps, I don't know, different perspectives. 
No, and and that's and that's um, that's what like I said, drew me to you. I'm like he he. I mean, this guy gets it. I mean, clearly you're an uh, an example of what YouTube life is outside, you know, outside this this laptop and these cameras. And um, you you know, I instantly was drawn to you because I'm like, okay, I, I like what he's saying. You know, but the, the panoramic roof, bro. I was like, ultimate troll game, troll game of hundred. I was like, I'm so ultimate troll game. But and it's the thing, yeah. Teslas aren't expensive, but the perception is because I've seen videos where people will start when they hit a Tesla from behind the rear in a Tesla and they start crying. Like I've seen it, you the product branding. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, they're not expensive, but the implication is you better not hit one there. Well, let me, let me just say this. Um, I bought the cheapest Tesla. Um, and I added white seats to it. Other than that, I bought the absolute cheapest one. And I bought it because there's a website, there's a website called Turo T U R O. It's like okay. the Airbnb for car rentals. Okay. And so when I saw that they were renting for one thirty a day, I just did the math. And I said, wait a minute, you mean to tell me people in the Bay area were paying 130 a day to rent Tesla's. Mm. So that's why I actually, that's why I bought it. Like, wait a minute, this is another income stream. Um, and and then there was a, a tax credit, uh, a rebate. They give you all this free shit when you're driving electric electric cars in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got uh, eight hundred from PG&E, twenty four hundred from the state, and then seventy five hundred uh, tax credit. Okay. So when you add all that in, and then you're not dealing with oil changes and all that other stuff, uh, when you break down the numbers, the 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 price versus the cost of ownership they're actually cheap cars and then mm-hmm. i put i put solar panels on the on, on my roof so um i mean everything i mean i'm it's free gas but um i didn't actually pursue that business because then i i learned that this is i actually created an, another job for myself now i gotta okay. wash this car now i gotta vacuum this car and i was like i don't want another job so i'm stuck with this damn tesla which which is actually a cool car i'm 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 a i'm a tr- i'm a pickup truck guy myself Okay. And I used to be into muscle cars and stuff like that. But but that was also um, another thing, you know, when we talk about, you know, um, being financially stable, I realized that, okay, if, if I get it, if, if I have a car, I used to have a Corvette. I'm like, okay, say 200 on the dash. I had it for two years. I'm like, I've never driven faster than, than, than 120 in this car. And that was only one day. Okay. How fast? What am, what am I? I can't even enjoy this engine. Because um, it's a race car and I don't race, but I always wanted a Corvette, so I got rid of it. And at that, at, after after that, I was just like, you know what? I don't care about none of this because I was getting pussy on the bus. And um, although there, you know, that you have, I mean, I would, I don't even, I used to dream of having a Lamborghini, and um, and the money, so 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 the money that that I give my son's mother is enough to finance a used Lambo. Um, yeah, you can get you a Gallardo pretty pretty cheap these days. You get an 06 Gallardo, they wouldn't know if it was the point, between the 06 and the... <laughs> exactly. And I'm telling you. And I'm like, I don't even want that anymore. You can go rent one yeah. and um and you'll and you'll and you'll see how slow they feel. <laughs> Cuz uh, I'm like, I'm not even in that space anymore because that is what puts people in a position to, to lose it all. So now you got this expensive ass car note, right? And 
the the this upgrade society that we're in, upgrade your phone every year, upgrade your car. Um, that is really what fucks people up because you have this high ass overhead and um and now your job has got you by the balls. Mm-hmm. So I I it feels good to be in a in a position where I could I can say fuck you to my job if I wanted to. Um I wouldn't um because I, my job is cool. There's the benefits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My son had open heart surgery, my copay was five dollars. You know what I mean? That matters. Wow. That matters. Um when you when I when I calculated how much they were paying for my medical and how much they were matching my retirement, I was like, dude, I'm getting I'm getting, you know, total in total, everything that I get, my salary, the medical, the retirement, all of the fringe benefits, it comes up to about um two hundred and seventy thousand. Um if I calculate all of the money that goes into the county paying for me to be an employee. It's like, you know what? This ain't that bad at all. You know what I mean? If it's not stressing me out, maybe I should stay here. And so, uh, and I, and I just want to emphasize that I don't make, you know, $270,000, but I, but I just included that. I looked at my check stub and said, okay, they're, they're paying 1400 uh, every two weeks to Kaiser for my benefits. That's not coming into my pockets, but let me, let me, let me add up every dollar that goes into my black ass. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Maybe I shouldn't complain. Um, So, um, white supremacy treating you pretty good over there, huh? (laughs) Man, you know, when you, I want people to just, just add it up, take a second and add up all this, you know what I mean? Add up everything. And then you'll see, um, even though it may not be on your check and coming into your pocket, that there's money being spent. Um, there's money being spent on government employees. It, mm-hmm. it costs. Uh, I I forget what question it was, but are we talking money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, the poor black man is a frugal, is a frugal government employee who purchased a home at a very good time that was a fixer upper. And I added three units to my property. So it was a, a, a single family home. And then I, I converted the garage and I turned that into a studio. And then I added two more ADU. So now this is like, a, it's like a ghetto fourplex, you know? Um, and, and I, and I'm like this, I will live and die in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Um, People always say, well, what if you get married and your wife wants a bigger house? Well, she's going to have to go to somebody else because the last thing the last thing that we should be doing is putting ourselves in positions where, yes, this is my dream house, but if I lose my job, I can't afford it, right? So my thinking is if if I can't, if my job has got me by the balls, and, and so then now we talk about divorce, mm-hmm. where people, shit gets real when the money gets funny, That's Right. right? And um, when the when the the '09 housing crisis hit, one of my colleagues told me about a, a guy whose wife left him because all of his money was in real estate, and he committed suicide. And they were living this extravagant life with boats and houses and all. I think he was a mortgage broker. They were living this extravagant life, but when the money dried up and he lost everything, and his wife left, and he committed suicide. Um, we don't want to. We just don't want to put ourselves in situations where we're, where we can't afford our lifestyles, if 
we should happen to lose our jobs and you know what I mean now you now you've been posting pictures of your pool on the internet and everybody you know in your vacations and now you're feeling like less than because damn um now I'm in a studio um all of my subscribers and my followers you know they they've been looking up to me as the big dog and um damn how can I get back to that point? You know what I mean? Or um, I can't. I, I'm just gonna get off. I'm just gonna get off the internet because I went from a five bedroom, three bathroom, three bathroom house, and now I'm in a studio because I lost it all and I'm less than. When in actuality, you know, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with downgrading your life to upgrade your quality of life. Downgrading your lifestyle to upgrade your quality of life. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so I, if I have to be a vessel to show people that, you know, I don't need the biggest house to prove myself to anybody. I, I'm at a point in my life where I don't, um, with everything that I've said today, my baby mama good, my son is good, my mama good, I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have to prove myself to anybody, especially not anybody on, on the goddamn internet. You know what I mean? Especially um, on the internet. You know, talking about simps and shit. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> but you know what? I also want to mention that I have actually invited some of those guys to do a live with me, and I said, I'll pay you. I, I like to say, hey, all right, I see you disagree. I see I'm a, I see I'm a simp. I'll give you 100 if you want to go live with me. Nobody has taken my uh, oh, my offers. I can guarantee you that's going to change in about 20 minutes when this shit goes off. I'm sure Obsidian's <laughs> going to be at your doorstep. <laughs> I, 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 let me know when it happened. I'll tune in. I'll be in the comments trolling like a motherfucker. <laughs> he's going, he's coming. He's coming to uh to to set up something with you. I can almost guarantee it because he never comes on any of my streams and never ever. He's never at least left a comment. So um, you have piqued his interest, sir. Obsidian, if, if you're listening, um, brother, you know. I don't know if you've seen any of my if you've seen any of my videos, but I did post a video where Kevin Samuel said, uh, um, "Black women rank at the bottom on all ranks of uh, attractiveness according to the uh, the golden ratio," mm-hmm. and that was sent to me by a brother named Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I every the every most of the stuff that I respond to is sent to me by people um, who are saying who are been in the space and like, "Hey, in 2017, Kevin said this," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "God damn," you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, Obsidian, if you're listening, um, we can set something up. I did, you know, I didn't want to talk to you, but, if, <laughs> but, 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 but check this out. Um, if you want to set something up, I'm going to grill you and, um, and it has to be on my terms. So <laughs> my brother, I, I ain't going to hold you. Um, any last words for the people? Where can they find you? Um, shout yourself out by all means. Um, First off, man, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to, you know, chop it up with me. Um, any last words? Uh, I just want to say I'm very new to this world. And, I, and and after I hit a thousand subs, I was like, ah, I think I'm done. Um, because I was kind of like, hmm, these, these views are racking up. I wonder if I can hit a thousand. And then I hit a thousand and I was like, all right, that was fun. I'm out. And then um, and then I kept getting comments and stuff. And people were saying, hey, where's the next video? So mm. I'm new to this space. I, I don't think this channel will grow that big because um, all of my followers subscribe to uh, Tariq Nasheed and, uh, and Corey Holcomb. 
So I'm, you know, I'm I'm in the nigga the nigga sphere as far as the algorithm is concerned. So, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Perhaps I could. Perhaps I could. You know, throw some uh, vegetables in there with the junk food. Um, I do want to poke fun at these cats, but I also, um, I also want to to have real conversations about you know how can, um, how can we change the narrative that black women are responsible for everything that's wrong you know what i mean uh, what is it going to take for uh for for men like uh obsidian to 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 change his perspective um and i don't i honestly don't think it's gonna happen because if if, if you're making money and this is and this is what there you know your, your your base is, is looking yeah. for then you know who the fuck am i um but but if you guys want to you know get a different perspective. I actually got some really good things up my sleeve, but it just takes time to um, to put it out. And I know that um, all you need is a cell phone. Oh, what I really want to say is yeah. all you need is a cell phone. There's some dope ass people that are in the comments that follow, you know, these channels. And I'm like, I'm like, bruh, hit record, start your channel. Because um, I want to really, I want to see, and I want to hear from the people in the comments and um, we need more people to just put out their perspectives. So I really want to encourage people to start a channel. I have a micro channel. Here I am with with uh, with the great uh, super sly, heavily flawed individual. Um, man, I really, I really, really, really like your videos. What really drew me to you was when I saw you and your wife or girlfriend in the snow. Oh, okay. and um, and I was like, I'm, my response was. My response was, how many of you niggas is going to put your, your woman on the internet? You know what I'm saying? That's the real many. nigga shit. Not many. Not I'm many. like, that's the real nigga shit. <laughs> I was so, I'm like, he's a real one. You know what I'm saying? He is a real one. And so I was like, man, I'm fuck with him. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's all I got. It's the poor black man. I'm, I'm in East Oakland. I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, I'm, 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 I've been in East Oakland since I was one years old, one year old, and um, tap in with your boy if anybody wants to go live about this simping shit or debate. Um, I, I, I guess we can do it. Shit, whatever. My I'm man, my man, thank you so much for giving me your time and, and, and energy today. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a That's super right. fan now. So they coming for you though, bro. You a superstar? All good. You a superstar? All good. All good. All right. <laughs> My man, enjoy the rest of your day. Pleasure, pleasure. I'll, I'll holler. Oh, yes, sir. Yo, that was the poor black man. I hope you guys got some out of it today. Uh, I surely did. Um, yeah, they're gonna come for him, and I, and I think he's more than ready to uh, to handle his detractors. Uh, let me just go ahead and get the the spiel out the way. Uh, you're watching the Morning Star Show with Super Slot Seventy Five. Uh, you can always find us on www.onthewakeupradio.com. Shout out to our producer extraordinaire, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live uh, 24-7. Always catch the replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play for the replays. All right, I'm out of here. You guys enjoy the rest of y'all weekend. Peace.